Good morning, Vonda. Happy almost Labor Day. Good morning, Lori. And by the time we air this program, it will be right after Labor Day. It will be the day after Labor Day. So I will then pretend I'm going to say, how was your Labor Day, Vonda? I'm going to say it was great. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it was great. I'll let you know. So right. we have a fun interview today. You had the pleasure of interviewing Ken Center that you're going to talk about. I've met him a few times, but I want you to kind of set up the interview. And then I'm going to tell you a story that you don't even know. Ooh. But yet, it's an all too familiar tale that you've heard before. But okay. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that, Lori. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You and I've talked in the last few weeks about really wanting to talk to somebody in a different segment of the industry. And that segment is the wedding and events industry, which has been hit really hard with the lockdown, with COVID and oh, yes. on 10 people or less and yeah. 25 people, now 50. And depending on the state, there's so many different limitations. So people are adapting, they're pivoting. And I wanted to reach out to someone who I knew would be straight up with us. Yeah. No sugar coat. There's no benefit for him to say you know, oh no, it's just fine. (laughs) Right. He's not trying to sell something. No, he's not. And it's just, he's so genuine. And I knew that Ken Center would be able to help us out and help our listeners to really feel like, yeah, that's where I am. Yeah. And not feel like I'm doing something wrong because my wedding and event business has tanked and I don't know why. Right. Or I just happened to sign up all of the wrong brides. (laughs) Yes, Right. So true, Lori. Yeah. Yeah. So tell people who he is for those who do not know. For those who do not know Ken Center, Ken has a degree in floriculture from Texas A&M University. He is a very active AIFD member. He's been a member of AIFD for over 42 years. He's a certified evaluator and judge. And he's the second vice chair for the AIFD membership committee, which is pretty cool. He loves to help people, which you will hear in this interview. Um, He's designed at the White House a couple times. He's taught in the U.S., Mexico, Canada, Indonesia. So he's been all over, right? Wow. Um, And there's a few other things, but I think the other important one is he's the founder of the Jim Johnson Cup. You're going to hear him refer to Jim Johnson in our interview. So I'm really excited to get get going on this one. How long have you known Ken? Like how you'd met him through AIFD? I've met him through AIFD. In 2015, he did a segment of our program at AIFD Symposium. So then I get to know him a little bit better. Marie Ackerman introduced me to Ken. Before that, I kind of, you know, in the passing, you know, you see, oh, that's that's Ken Center. That's Ken Center. That's funny. Kind of how I knew him. So I don't know if I ever told you my story of how I met him. My first meeting with Ken and his wife, Donna, Mm -hmm. we all live in the Houston area, different suburbs, but you know, the same area. And this was three years ago, maybe four. I can't remember. I went to the Allied Florist of Houston meeting. Mm-hmm. I knew some flower shop owners in the industry and they were telling me about it. And they're like, you should come, you know, see what it's about. I went and I was meeting people and I was a little, you know, I didn't quite know where I fit in because these are all designers or all employees of flower shops. And they were there for a big to learn how to create things. 
Anyway. It was probably about design and that's not usually your fault. No, right, right. I felt a little out of my element. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I had to stand up and give like a little five or 10 minute talk. I think it was about customer service. Mm-hmm. So I did. And it was great. People were so nice, so kind and asked questions. And I'm like, okay, I can hang with these people. Anyway, when it was over, this man came up to me and he introduced himself and he said, you're friends with Vonda. I'm (laughs) friends with Vonda LaBeaver. How's she doing? And it was one of those moments I've told you. It's so funny. I have these all the time where I wish I did have the t-shirt on that said, yes, I'm Vonda LaFever's friend. Because anyway, that's how he introduced. He's like, I know Vonda. How's Vonda? It wasn't like, I want to get to know you. It was like, I'm going to use you because I want to know how my friend Vonda is doing. Oh, that's so sweet. But he was so kind and welcoming. He probably doesn't even remember that. And listening to your interview with him, I made some notes. And one of the things I put down is his voice, for whatever reason, is very soothing to me. Mm -hmm. So I think if he had not been called into this industry, he should have either been a therapist (laughs) or in some sort of pastoral role because he has that tone of voice and that calmness that I kind of stop and lean in because it's so opposite of mine. Mm -hmm. He's probably a very, very good teacher. That's what I was just going to say. He is a good teacher because of that. He listens and he is calming. You don't like get crazy, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. a little bit more high energy and wow. have a different way to teach. He's just so into yeah. listening and understanding and making sure yeah. the message is clear. Right. So, so let's let everybody listen to your interview. I'm excited because he really does have a great perspective right now. Hi, Ken. I am super excited to be here with you. Thanks for having me on today. I'm so excited to be here with you. You know, I follow you on social media and love your work. It's just lush and beautiful. You and your wife, Donna, have a wedding and event business in the Houston area. How long have you been in business? The centerpiece, as we know it now, because there have been two centerpieces. One, when I graduated from college, which I'll talk about. And then now years later, Donna and I started it in 1994. So about 26 years in the Houston area. Okay. So you haven't always drawn on that segment of the industry. Oh my God. There's so much fun to... Tell me about the journey, (laughs) Ken. That's great. All right. So in 1969, 51 years ago, I got a job my junior year in high school at a flower shop. And I just kind of liked what I was doing. And it was fun and interesting. I mean, I just fell in love with the business. And that was when, when you were in high school? High school, junior in high school. Junior high school, okay. 1969. And then four years later, I was still working at a flower shop here in Houston. And the owner of that shop thought that I had something more to give, like maybe further myself besides just working in a retail flower shop. Mm -hmm. And she was really big into education. So she thought I should go to Texas A&M. There was a degree program in floral design just starting. So she took me to lunch at a gentleman's house on my birthday, April 2nd. And the man, unbeknownst to me, was Buddy Benz. Oh my gosh, are you kidding so, me? So Buddy, for those of you who don't know Buddy, is kind of the father of our floral education industry. In 1952, the year of my birthday, Buddy wrote a book and published for the first time ever, The Principles and Elements of Floral Design that we use today. 
And that day at lunch for my birthday, he gave me one of the original books from 1952 and signed it. Just a prized possession forever. Yes, forever is right. Mm -hmm. But Buddy also decided that I should further not just work in a retail shop, which is a great experience and it's a great place to start, but wanted me to know that this industry of ours is so big that there are so many facets to it, whether it's in education, working in wholesale houses or growers or greenhouses all the way back down to mass markets and to retail shops. Right. And so Buddy really helped get me into Texas A&M. And this was 1973 and pre-Jim Johnson. Mm-hmm. That's how I call my years at A&M. <laughs> In 1975, I graduated from Texas A&M with a degree in floral culture. And my last year at A&M was Jim Johnson's first year as a professor. Okay. I guess what I want to say, one thing for sure, is that as we make our journey, there are always people that help push you and guide you. And I think mine, luckily, were pretty powerful people, the Buddy Benzes of the world and Jim Johnson. But it's what you do with that information. You know, it's kind of like the new thing now when you go to Starbucks and somebody pays it forward and pays your coffee and you pay the coffee behind you. Right. That's how I feel I need to give my life to the people that want more in education in our industry and maybe need a little push or they need somebody to come to. You had the perfect examples of someone who is doing that. Because like yourself now, they so believed in education and helping people. And that was her passion. I mean, right? That right. There was no it other was. reason. It wasn't anything that's going to get them any better. Right. There was nothing to gain for them. Nothing to gain. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I live my journey now is helping people especially locally, but anywhere around the country, especially through the social media, Facebook now, and the PFDE. Mm-hmm. So locally, if anybody needs education or needs that little push, I try to be there to help them. Mm-hmm. So I stay very active in our industry. When somebody's having something in our community, we go to all of them, everybody at our shop, and see who's out there and see who needs a little push and a little help and something we can do to help forward their education. It's the support that you constantly give to others out there. And I think most of the time people don't realize that you just showing up, you being Ken Center, right? It's that name. They're like, he came to see me. Somebody who's just starting. I think it really does make a big difference when there are icons in the industry who are there to watch them and say, it's important that you're doing what you're doing and going up and speaking to them because it does help them on their journey. I hope so. That's what I'm trying to get accomplished. Yeah, and I think you're doing a really good job at that. Thank Uh, you. With the COVID shutdowns and different regulations, what are you finding in business that are being your biggest challenges now? Being a wedding and event business, we've really taken a huge hit. Mm -hmm. The retail shops luckily have some daily business, and unfortunately, their sympathy work has really increased. Our wedding business, for the most part, is just shut down for five or six months. We probably here at our shop do three to five weddings every weekend. And now we're doing maybe three a month. Wow. So people are nervous. I do see a rebound of it coming back slowly. We are starting to book more weddings, even for this fall short season, smaller weddings. Two words that Don and I are focusing on is just wisdom and compassion. Because every bride that has had a dilemma to either postpone or cancel her wedding, they're running scared like us. We're running scared financially because it does make a major impact. But if you just live by the rules of your contract and you have no compassion, you're not a very, I don't think, a wise business person. Right. So the wisdom is that we have to try to somehow take care of our business and talk about the deposits or the retainers or or what we want to give back to our bride or when they cancel and the reason they canceled or postponed. 
But then the compassion part, read all the social media and some of the sites that event people have. Mm -hmm. Some of them aren't very compassionate. They just want all their money. The bride wanted her wedding flowers and it just didn't work. So I think the compassion part goes a long way in what we at the Centerpiece do. But I also think that the hardest part, Vonda, for us as a florist is how do you pull your shoes on every day in your pants and get back up there when like you come to the shop and there is no business? How do you market? How do you want to go forward? There's a phrase that Phil Willota uses a lot, and it's 10 two-letter words. And he says, if it is to be, it is up to me. Those 10 words, two letters, I almost say it to myself every day right now. If it is to be, it is up to me. Mm -hmm. It's up to me to get up and go and let's go. You know, Mm -hmm. if I don't do it, who's going to do it? So true. Yeah, those words of wisdom. I do love wisdom and compassion, though, because you can draw on the wisdom you have as a business person and what you've learned over the years from really back to Buddy Benz and Jim Johnson and all the people in between there, right? Right. It's wisdom and the compassion kind of go hand in hand because with the wisdom, you know how to treat people. That's the compassion part. The wisdom you're saying is business, but I do think the wisdom is about compassion and how people return the love and caring that you give to them. That does come back to you. It does. Yeah. And hopefully in the business that you, obviously you didn't get it right then, because mm-hmm. the wedding was postponed, but she has nine bridesmaids and one day they hopefully will come back and support your business. Mm-hmm. So you've kind of been on pause for five or six months. What a great way to look at it. We have. <laughs> we, have <laughs> we have been on pause. <laughs> yeah, we have since March 13th here. Wow. You usually did some corporate work as well, right? We take care of three country clubs here in town. Okay. Most of their floral needs. Our largest account is still really not open yet. Okay. And we do a huge Christmas insulation, and, and I'm not even sure if they're moving forward with their Christmas plans. Yeah, I've heard that time and time again. It's like, what do we do at Christmas? You know, yeah. I usually have 60 installs. Am right. I going to have any of them? Even if they're in somebody's home, do people want you in your home? Are they going to have Christmas things? Do they want to decorate? There's a lot of uncertainties out there right now. There are. So what could you offer our friends who are listening, some words of encouragement, suggestions of things that maybe they could do at this time, especially if they're in your shoes where they're doing wedding and event business? Just keep plugging. Just keep putting your face out there. Keep promoting even through social media. If you are able to produce a smaller wedding, photograph it, get it out there, show the world you're still open, the flowers are still beautiful. You know, life is moving on. My thought is that people are still so nervous with this COVID that they think the whole world is shut down and stopped. But when Mm -hmm. they see things happening and they do see a small event and beautiful flowers, maybe they'll say, you know what, maybe I should step my foot out. Let's go get moving a little. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's what it's going to take is these small baby steps where people see that the world is moving on and we're safe. Have you had many of your weddings pivot to small backyard events, or maybe it's too hot in your area, but to make them smaller venues that they're still having the weddings, or are they shutting down the weddings? No, so many backyard weddings. Okay. That's where they've gone to, what we call retainer weddings. They've used up whatever they had in their retainer to create mm-hmm. a beautiful backyard wedding. Mm-hmm. Maybe an arbor in the bouquets, maybe one arrangement for the dining room table in the mm-hmm. boots and corsages. But all the other things that you would have done for a normal wedding is gone. Okay. The big hotel weddings. With all the centerpieces, right? Right. right. (laughs) And everything else. I recently spoke with someone who said that they are using that retainer and they're trying to get it to do more saying, you know, you're going to be filming this and you're sending this out to everybody who would be coming. Let's go over the top and spend more money to make sure it looks beautiful for everybody who's virtually visiting the event. We haven't been quite that fortunate where they paid the entire balance in full yeah. and they want to go ahead and use all the money and flowers like you just mentioned. So 
they can get mm-hmm. a gorgeous wedding of flowers and make it feel special. Mm-hmm. I think more doing the retainer and yeah. small elopement, small backyard wedding. At least they're doing that, right? They are. At least we are moving. Moving. I think that's probably what you're saying in wisdom and compassion is that we're thankful we have this. And how can we get them through it? Because we wouldn't want to be in their situation. No. Either. You know, they're not doing it on purpose to you. Right. They didn't cause this to happen. It's not personal, for sure. Right. 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 So I think that's where we all have to be a little more compassionate. Yeah, agree. My other question is, do you have any suggestions for business owners, not just a flower shop, to find more pleasure or fun or laughter in their situation? You have to love what you do. You have to come to work excited. You know, I know this sounds so cliche-ish, but when I get up in the morning, I am literally excited to come to work. Mm-hmm. And it's the people, but mainly I think it's the flowers. And Vonda, a good friend probably of both of ours, I talk to two or three times a week on the phone just to get feel her infectious passion. And that's 96-year-old Frankie Shelton. Oh, my gosh. One of the major icons of our industry. But when you talk to Frankie, she loves this industry so much. She's just exciting to talk to because you get excited. When you hang up that phone, you're ready to set the world on fire. Wow. And and I hope at 96, I'm still going that strong. Right. And can share your passion enough to get somebody like you sparked interest again to do it every day. Wow. Love that. So Ken, let me ask you, what is your favorite flower? My favorite flower. So when I opened the original centerpiece in 1976 in College Station, Texas, Mm -hmm. my business card and my logo were the Protea Cyanoides which is the King Protea. Oh my gosh. And I think even today, I do love the King Protea, but I think just the Protea species in general, Mm -hmm. because they're all so different. Mm -hmm. You know, roses are the same, but they're all just maybe different colors. Proteas can be so different in shape and texture and the message they convey from soft textures to hard textures to They're just a beautiful variety of flowers. Most of you cannot see how I'm smiling because (laughs) my favorite flower is the King Protea. And I did not know that, Ken, that we (laughs) share that same love for Protea. They are the textures and even the colors, all the different varieties they are. They're just amazing. Well, it's the flower that no one had seen in the retail industry in those days. So Yeah, in 76. And then last year, a couple of years ago, SAF, the Protea growers were the marketers of the year. Right. Yeah, that's really something. And then, of course, our one podcast question that since Lori isn't here, I have to ask you, and that's the one thing that's giving you life right now that makes you get up in the morning, like you said, and get out and do things. Well, on a personal note, our son, Donna and our son bought a home a half a mile from our house. And so at least once a week, my son and I get out and go play Frisbee golf, Nice. which that's very personal, but just spending time with family that in our crazy, fast-paced floral world, sometimes we didn't do that as often as we should add. Mm-hmm. And now if we stop and reflect in these six months that we've been off, it is family. That's the most important thing. Having the time just to spend with Donna, with our son Dylan, is probably the thing that keeps me going right now. That's what your love is. I get that. It's time that we didn't have before. It makes us really reflect on what's going to happen when we do get back up to 80%, 100%. Right, 80 It might take a little while. Are we going to still go, wait a minute, we got to pause to have time with our relationships as well. As Donna and I sit here and reflect, do we want to be that busy again? Because I'm enjoying this time where I've right. had more time with our son and exercising, walking in the mornings. Like you said, when we have that pause, 
Do we want to not hit the reset quite so hard and do three to six weddings every weekend? Two to four weddings, good. You know, Mm -hmm. would that make my life balanced a little more? I think that's the key word is trying to find this balance. Now that we've been off work for six months, Mm -hmm. you kind of see what one side does, the relaxing side. I'd like to work a little more Mm -hmm. than what I'm doing right now. But I think I need to not try to go so strong and heavy and just enjoy life a little more. Yeah, that's absolutely true. It makes us realize that there's more to life than just flowers, even though flowers are our life. Well, thanks, Ken. I appreciate you being here. It was a great time together. Vonda had a great time. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, Vonda, one of my favorite parts of this podcast is listening to the two of you name drop. <laughs> like the famous people, because I'm like, wait, who's that? And I'm trying to Google it really quick. And you, they'll say, oh, and so-and-so, you know, buddy bins. And you're like, oh, you're kidding. You have a book signed. His <laughs> I know. But it, Lori, now our, our listeners can't see this, but I have Flowers Creative Design. And this is Jim Johnson, William oh, McKinley, wow. Bill McKinley, and Buddy Benz. So these are your rock stars. These are my rock stars. These are all Texas A&M people. Yeah. You know, this is Ken's world. Yeah. Now, Bill McKinley, I've met him, right? You've met Bill McKinley. Yep. He's an instructor at Texas A&M. Didn't he make a cameo in our presentation? He did. Yeah. In our flower shop in the future. He came to our drive up window. That's exactly right. He was driving a fake car. Yes. I did learn when I went to Allied Floors of Houston things. Jim Johnson. I mean, his name was brought up every single meeting because they do the Jim Johnson Cup. Mm -hmm. It's a very big deal. And I also loved that he mentioned the woman, Frankie Shelton. Frankie Shelton. So inspirational. Such wonderful people. Mm -hmm. Wow. And they're all teachers. They have that infectious passion, Mm -hmm. which is what you have and what can So I thought that was cute. I love to hear the two of you get really excited. About we didn't life. even realize we were doing the name dropping thing. Yeah, yeah. I was having a good old floral conversation. The other thing that really spoke to me is his perspective on weddings and events right now. Mm-hmm. He was so real and so raw in the reality of it. Uh, but what I liked is that he said he and his wife, Donna, focus on two words through this whole thing for the last six months. And it is wisdom and compassion, which are both near and dear to my heart, right? I feel like we live in such a gray world right now. There's not, everything isn't just black and white. It's been black and white. We've always known if this happens, then this happens. And and now we don't know. So when he talked about, you can't live by that contract right now. Yeah, You have to take other things into perspective. And he even went on to say, these brides, they want the big wedding. They're devastated. It's not like they're coming back going, eh, I changed my mind. I want my money back. Some brides may be that way, but I believe, like, I mean, Kim believes those are the minority. True. That is so true. The other word that he used towards the end that really worked into wisdom and compassion was balance. Yes. I, yes. And I even put it into when I was listening, it was like, here we have wisdom and compassion, but we also have to balance the reality of I'm trying to run a business. Yes. So I'm taking that balance and trying to put in wisdom and compassion and knowing I still have to live, yeah. right? Donna and I, this is our livelihood. 
it was so good because you could feel the emotion in his voice. You could. It was also funny because as he was saying all of these words, I'm like, I think he's listening to our podcast because I feel like we've talked a lot about you know, the new normal and how do you balance and balance looks different now. I liked that he is saying he doesn't really want to go back. I mean, of course they want more business. They want things to open up, but he's like, I enjoy my walks with my son every morning or my frisbee golf. Like I love that he is, even though we're six months in, he still is appreciating. Right. We still have this time, but look what I still get to do. I think it was a great interview. I feel like it would be good for anyone, even somebody brand new in the industry or somebody that's been here quite a while. So I think our takeaways from Ken were wisdom, compassion, and balance. And my last takeaway is he said, keep plugging, keep plugging, keep showing your stuff, even though your stuff may look different. A lot of our flower click members have been doing that because we've been talking about this. Show how you're doing a backyard wedding. Show how you're doing a socially distancing baby shower. Like show your stuff to show the rest of the world. Look, Mm -hmm. we're still open. We can still do stuff. It just might look different. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, Vonda, one more thing. And I know I know I walk the line between entertaining you and embarrassing you, but I just have to get this out there. When he was talking about how he wakes up every day and is like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm just going to keep plugging. All I could think of in my head was Dory from Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. the lost fish. And she's like, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. What do we do? We swim. And I'm like, Dory and Ken Center have the same philosophy. And now I have it. Love that. Oh my gosh. You don't embarrass me, Lori, really. You don't. Well, sort of. At least you can laugh about it. But you you get it, right? That's called the business and pleasure. And pleasure and entertainment of flowers. We have certainly enjoyed our time together today. And we look forward to being with you guys again. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, anything. We would love to hear from you. You can always email Lori at flowerclick.com. Also, if you enjoy our little podcast, go ahead and click that subscribe button. That's very helpful for us. And you can even leave a review and we hope you join us next week. Yes. So please come back and join us and discover how a bit of knowledge and one small change in your mindset can take you to new levels in your life and business.